So hi everyone, welcome back. If you're rejoining us to the Squadcast, if you're new, welcome. Uh, there's some other earlier episodes that you'll be able to listen to. This is the podcast of London voice agent Voice Squad. So whatever your connection to the audio world or if it's just an interest, you know, we're trying to give you an insight of what it's like to work in the industry, what it's like at the agency, all the uh, kind of inner workings of the office and what skills you need to be uh, an actor, a voice squad artist. I'm David John. I'm a voice artist at the agency and also work as an ADR casting director and director and dubbing director. And I'm on the equity council as the audio representative. This week, we have a very special guest. I'm delighted to welcome Cobner Holbrook-Smith. Welcome. <laughs> hello. Hello, you. hello. Hi, it's great to be here. So Cobner is with Voice Squad, has been for some time. We'll be talking about that. Mm. He's an Olivier Award-winning West End star. How does that sound? Yeah, great. Uh, and that's, that was recent. That was in um, Teen of the Musical, yeah? That's right, yeah. That was playing Ike Turner. Also, Cobner's worked in movies. He's been in Doctor Strange, Paddington 2 and Mary Poppins Returns, which was, that was just last year, wasn't it? Yeah, Mary yeah, Poppins? it came yeah, out came, uh, Christmas last came year. Came out Christmas last year. But on, in the audio world, he's a very experienced audio book reader. So you read Rivers of London series. I have done, yeah. yeah. And this, I mean, Nicholas Nickleby, I mean, that must have been amazing. A Dickens. <laughs> I mean, it must have been a hell of a task it was, because those long sentences and the way he... Yeah, Herculean. It was immense. Um, well, I did some research when I did it and uh, Hamlet is about 30,000 words. Obviously, it's a play, but still, it's about 30,000 words. And um, Nicholas Nickleby is about 300,000. Wow. <laughs> and that's all yours, every all, single word. All yeah. yours, every yeah. single sentence. And also, because it was serialised... When it was written, it's it doesn't flow in the same way a contemporary novel would. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I found I found the sentences they they're delicious to read, but grueling to speak. Mm. If you're sitting in a yeah. chair or reading them to yourself, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's great. They're very absorbing. But yeah, yeah. Um, I had to keep keep tracking back. To go, okay, wait, there's a clause and yeah, there's a comma and that's sub- Oh, that's what he meant. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, let's no, go no, again. The yeah. amount of preparation, I mean, you just got to know it inside out. Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. Well, we'll come to audiobooks later because that's kind of the main subject in this uh, episode, really. But let's start with you and go back to the beginning. Where did it begin for you acting and how did you get involved and where did um, you feel you wanted to become an actor? Uh, the, the loose story is when I was about 16, 15, I would have been, I. I thought, oh, can I be an actor? It didn't. It just hadn't occurred to me as a, a realistic job. That's what everyone says. Uh, yeah, that. Like, like, astronaut or something. It's yeah, not a realistic it's, job. It's something something that's done, but not 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 a job job. Not by know? us. Yeah. yeah. Kind so of thing. yeah, I didn't think it was something I could do or was allowed to do. And then I thought, oh, let me try it. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't. I, it wasn't until I was about what, eighteen or nineteen that I think the switch, uh, a switch flicked in my head and I went from wanting to be famous to wanting to be an actual actor yes. that actually you know, acted. And, and that's the difference. Um, that's been the difference that I've cherished the most. I think when I was that sort of, when I was about 18 or 19, I was seeing things that I found captivating and absorbing. And, and I realised like that's part of what I've enjoyed and what made me want to be an actor was initially something about um, being applauded and popular. 
but also something about um, sharing the experiences I've enjoyed, sharing the um, the made up um, magics that I had gone to see in cinemas or in plays yeah. or whatever. I didn't go to yeah. the theatre that much as a kid. But then cinema, with, I guess. You, you, cinema, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. films. It was films for me, like in a video TV. shop. Yeah, video uh, shop. At the end of the, uh, the high street. Uh, then voice-wise, I think becoming a voice actor, I've always liked accents and words and um, I suppose we could say communication, but verbal communication. Mm. And that's fed into me as an actor, into what I do as an actor, fed into my work as an actor, um, a conventional actor. But as a voice actor... That's where I, by far, have the most detail and complexity and fun and range mm. in my whole career. Yeah. I can play anybody. Yeah. Nobody that, can say otherwise. That's exactly how I feel about it, because it doesn't matter if you're too small or too tall mm. or fat. Whatever mm. you are, mm. you can sound yeah. different. Yeah, older, more younger. More than you can look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quite thrilling. So we spoke to um, James Faulkner a couple of weeks ago. He's yeah. also on the books. He was talking a little bit about the control because he, he he went to RADA. I yeah. you train. Did you do any kind of specific vocal training, or is it just something yeah. that came with it with the acting training? Well, I had a really good uh, voice teacher, um, this guy called Joe Windley, who I really dug. Like he, he, I think I think I've had a few teachers on along the way that I've really um, I've never had like a mentor or anything. You know, mm. I've never had any one person that I could say, ah, oh, this person. Um, you know, guided me through, as it were. Mm. But some really critical people, there's um, Steve Buckwald, who taught me acting, Joe Blowers, who uh, taught me to move and to dance. I mention them because they all come into voice. Um, when I got to um, drama school and uh, met Joe, and we started we working with him and his team, you know, the various teachers we had, there were so many lessons to learn about... Well, no, not even learn, unlearn, about how you use your voice, how you... Um, relax and what people call project and you know modulate all those things so were much, yeah, yeah chances to play with things and how you apply them to text yeah that was really really exciting yeah understanding how storytelling works and why you might do something one way or not another that isn't it's not all it's not immediately available to to people who aren't in the industry yeah it's ideally that's the best way around isn't it you want all the um technique to be invisible yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You don't want to know that someone just want to listen. And just it, want to listen. Yeah, and it sounds great, and, and you're totally enraptured by listening to the story. Yeah, it's all yeah. about the story. That's, I mean, that's the interesting thing about audio books, isn't it? It's yeah. not about the actor giving a performance of you know. the book. It's just you know reading it so that people are going to listen and listen to the actual story. Yeah, that's certainly my take on it. Yeah, and I, but that also it lends itself to um, quite detailed performance. Quite, um, you can take some risks. Yeah. Especially if the book is fantastical or if it's got some kind of punch to it, you can really lean in. Mm. Yeah. So audiobooks as a as a thing, yeah. did that come later? Did you ever think? Oh, because I mean, it's it's exploded, isn't it? In the last yeah, ten years, yeah, yeah. Uh, years ago, no one listened to audiobooks. It's true, yeah. and now everyone does. Well, so I when did you... I listen to them at drama school? You listen to them at drama yeah, school. Yeah, I remember okay, Bill yeah. Bryson had the. the okay. I, I, he was especially amusing. No, no, him. It was Kerry Shale, I think it was. Okay. I remember they were especially amusing. But, but my friend didn't like reading books, and she used to listen to audiobooks. So I kind of got into them, and I used to drive a lot, and I used to have them in my car, and so I'd listen to a few. But as you say, it was a bit of a fuss. Yeah, finding them you know order them and they're on cassettes and then they're on cds and it was just a bit of a but now everything's digitized it's so much better yeah and most of the books i consume 
I have to read a lot for work. So between like reading scripts and, you know, books for, I don't know, research or theory or whatever, anything else. And then for my recreational reading, the vast majority of it is on Audible. Right. Audible. So you're a listener as well as yeah, a reader. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Avid. When you prepare, I mean, people generally have kind of their own way of prepping. Yeah. I mean, probably as a listener, yeah. people don't understand the hours that, go in before you even set foot in the studio yeah yeah so what do you are you you're, a, you're an ipad man and you mark everything up and you read the book yeah, a couple of times yeah. or... i used to be a paper man but yeah. i i don't mark up as much anymore right if the i only tend to mark up if i haven't much time at all or if i have uh if it's a particularly naughty book but generally speaking i do a read and then i jump in Right. Which is pretty basic, but yeah. but yeah. I feel confident, like, the punctuation, it's usually been edited. You tra- to trust yeah, the Yeah, I can track it. The yeah. Dickens was an interesting one. The only thing that was difficult about the Dickens, it took so long um, that there were characters that re-emerged. He liked to whip the covers off someone and bring someone back from the, you know, from, from perdition. Mm. So you <laughs> kind, of, kind of remember the oh, voice man, that you did. what did so-and-so sound like? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and the Rivers of London has a similar thing where... I'll sit there with the, um, it was Peter Rooney before, but now it's Leo Wetter and Ben Carpenter. They're the other engineers I've worked with. Yeah. Well, how did so-and-so sound again? But what did we, oh, what did I do that, and then then we have to like think back or see if we've got samples. You know? yeah, yeah. They're the, they're the main problems, but the yeah. actual expression of it is usually, I usually do it quite feelingly, which mm. is precarious, but it really works for me. It seems like a peculiar habit, but it seems fine to me, but to others, I read in the dark. So when I go into a studio, all I the lights them, go off. Yeah. I turn all the lights off. I don't like the aircon on either; it drives yeah. me out. And I have my iPad in dark mode, so I can only see the words, right. just the words. Yeah. I, I'm not distracted by the sort of visual noise around anything else. Yeah, yeah. That gives you that level of focus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. important, isn't it? Cause yeah, if you're in it 100. percent Then that's you know, it. Yeah, and there. I breathe as well. I'm really careful about breathing. I take huge, huge drafts of breath before I begin yeah. and then um, I just top them up, top, top up. them up, top them up, which is quite uh, wearing. So I then, uh, <laughs> then also, it's all coming out now. I then also have these power naps as well. Yeah, so I'll have a lunch. Great. I go, uh, when it's lunchtime, I like to take the full hour, go and have yeah. a bite and then I just lie down. Crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, often you find you get, you know, many different characters, yeah. accents. Love them. Love it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's another thing, isn't it? If you're scared of that, yeah. audiobooks aren't for you to yeah. do. But if you love doing that, yeah. and you do, yeah. So my, my, it's a bit of a challenge sometimes, isn't it? I say someone says, oh, you've got to do a, I don't know, whatever accent now. I um, look them up on whatever source, YouTube, Forver, whatever, anything I can find yeah. a decent sample of. Yeah. If it's uh, somewhere international, I try and find an English-speaking version of that person. And then I transcribe one or two things they say or maybe a line of the text into phonetics. Yeah. And that's my trigger sentence. Uh, okay. And then I have a sentence that gets me in. And then and you're I'm in. Like, and then I'm in, yeah. yeah. And then I have what's called a vowel rack, where I know how I, I, I transpose the way that they say certain vowels or sounds. Which are key. So, if you yeah, get the vowels right, the you, you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah almost yeah. there. So, a couple of other areas we've been talking about that you also work in quite yeah. a lot. ADR. ADR, I, yeah. yeah. And um, games as well, yeah. which is, again is a new kind of almost like audiobooks is just the last 10 years it's yeah. suddenly started to explode you know they both require a speed of thought don't they and, yeah. and often improvisation i yeah. suppose adr maybe more yeah than games but sometimes they're games 
you're a, you're an improviser. You love a bit yeah. of improv- yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the the ADR is especially subtle because yes. the, the games they they all have a script obviously, but you can improvise some things, you improvise some sounds and some of the experiences. mainly scripted though. Yeah, yeah. it's mainly right. scripted. The thing with games is the is almost invariably like high intensity screaming or shouting or something. You know, almost Very sometimes not. Yeah, but um, with um, ADR, exactly. you can't suddenly say what well, there's, there's been a fire. Yeah. It becomes too attractive, yeah. and you yeah. have to avoid the plot a lot. Yeah, of the time. yeah, yeah. Can't <laughs> give anything away. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you have to avoid like brand names. Yeah. And then yeah, if you're yeah. doing something, period, you have to avoid saying things like okay yeah. or yeah. you know. Don't mention yeah, the mobile phones. Idioms. We're in the sixties. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is interesting. It's really, really, yeah. It's, yeah. In, it's engaging. It's a yeah. great little side hustle. Yeah. Fascinating. So, before we go, we've got five little quick questions that we ask everyone just to get a bit of background so see see what you come up with instinct so are you a cat person or a dog person dog person dog person own a dog no i don't know yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. fair enough um favorite ice cream flavor i don't eat ice cream but pistachio is by far the best if you had to be forced to eat ice cream pistachio pistachio. Yeah, yeah yeah fair enough yeah okay movies have yeah. you got a favourite or a couple of favourites oh, you can throw at us? Movies. I don't think anybody is allowed to ever have a favourite movie ever. It's been decreed here. Stop it. Fair um, enough. But I think, <laughs> let's see, movies I've enjoyed recently. Movies I'm looking forward to seeing. How's that? The, 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 the yeah. favourite movies I want to see. Yeah. I want to see something called Queenie and Slim that looks amazing. It's got yeah. Daniel Kaluuya in it. I want yeah. to see Booksmart. Uh, yeah. I want to see Brightburn. Um, they're what... They're, they're the things I haven't seen right there out now. Miracle at Santa Ana, which is an old film by Spike Lee, that came into my head when you uh, asked. Because yeah. I found it just very... Um, I found it had a balance of sort of spirituality and magic that surprised me because it's a war film. Uh, and it's set and there's all the like, bombs going off and there's a detail, but there's like these, this, this, these um, soldiers, the fraternity between them, and they're rescuing art. It's, it, it was great. But obviously the obvious, the obvious ones like your Godfathers and your yeah. Star Wars. The classics. Yeah, yeah you yeah, get those yeah. for free, right? Okay, theatre. Have you been recently? What's the last thing you saw? I and... saw Rosmersholm last night. I go quite a lot. Ah. I go, yeah, well, yeah, I go quite a bit. Yeah. I saw Rosmersholm last night and I was really impressed. The, the, the adaptation is by a guy called Duncan McMillan. It is so good. It's, so it's Ibsen. It's an Ibsen play. Yeah. So it's perfectly plotted, yeah. obviously. And uh, the relationships are really complex. And it's like, it must have been wildly outrageous in its time. Mm. But what Duncan's translation's done, he's got this amazing, um, very, very believable, very fresh language that is bursting with detail. It's such, it's such a feat. Mm. People say things to each other and all the subtext is there. But he, he hasn't, we can't catch him you know, crowbarring detail in anywhere. Mm. It's seamless. I recommend that. Yeah, that's um, funny. I was not the first person to mention that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, last one is, have you got a favourite place in London? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. My um, favourite place in London. At the moment, it changes, don't at me. Yeah, yeah. Brockwell Park. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, nice. sort of, it does feel like they just they just stopped developing around the rim of it, and it's still got a kind of like windswept, you know, the tree crops up here and bushes. It's yeah. great. It feels natural. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a park. It doesn't feel landscaped. It probably yeah. is. I don't know. I don't know anything about its history. Yeah. But um, Brockwell Park, um, and I quite like, I like parks generally. I quite like Hyde, but Brockwell's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cobbs. 
Thank you so Thank much. Thank you Dave. very much. Great to have a chat with you. Yeah, good, good to see you. See you. Yeah, we'll catch up soon. Yeah. So we have finished with this little series. This is our last episode. Um, so we just wanted to say thanks to all our guests for giving us a bit of time, having a chat about the industry, letting us learn a little bit about them and their work. Um, so keep your ears open if you're interested. Um, there'll be more soon, hopefully, coming up. And um, keep an eye on our social media accounts, which are Facebook at the Voice Squad London. Twitter is voice underscore squad and the website voicesquad.com. Uh, there, of course, you can listen to the reels of all the actors that we've interviewed. So you can hear James Faulkner, Alison Dowling, David Rintle, and, of course, Cobner, who's here with us today, Cobner Holbrook-Smith. The Squadcast is a Voice Squad limited production. It's hosted by me, David John, devised by Neil Comrich, and produced and edited by Emma Samuel. Just like to say a special thanks to the sound company, uh, which is where we are today, actually, for kindly letting us use a lovely quiet room here for a couple of our recordings. Very kind of them. Just bear in mind, if you've got any questions at all and you want to get in touch, please do. Email address to, to get in touch with his voices at voicesquad.com. Once again, thanks for listening and hopefully you'll hear more from us very soon.